On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, a tough, tough schedule for the second part of the season for the Sixers, and they get off to a rough one with the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll talk about why this is an important stretch for the Sixers beginning on Thursday with Memphis in town. We'll do that next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. What's good, D? What's good, man? We're getting closer to the second part of the season as they resume play. That's what's good. Looking forward yeah. to it. It's time to get back to some basketball. Exactly. There's exactly. nothing on television right now. Nothing. No, Absolutely not. Welcome, bored. everybody. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia. Alongside my co-host and partners, always from the Inquire.com Sixers beat writer, Keith Pompey. We want to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Keith, tough stretch coming up for the Sixers. 25 games remaining on the campaign, 10 at home, 15 on the road through the month of March and April, and of course, these last few in February, but it's really about March and April. We'll get into how tough the stretch is upcoming for them. We'll also talk about Embiid playing in the All-Star game. Seems to have ticked a lot of people off, Sixer fans, that he played 28 minutes in that meaningless exhibition game, running up and down the floor with his fellow All-Stars. And finally, we'll also talk about you were on my station Talking to our good friend Anthony Gargano, and he asked you an interesting question about the uh, bench and the rotation of Doc Rivers' players. And Tobias Harris coming off the bench? We'll get to that in the final segment as well. All right, Keith, tough stretch, man, starting off with Memphis on Thursday back here in Philadelphia. Memphis Thursday, Boston on Saturday, both here in Philadelphia. Right out of the shoot, man. Two really important games for the 76ers. 38-19, three games back of Boston in the East standings, two back of Milwaukee, and why that's important, Giannis Antetokounmpo in that final game on Thursday, Keith, he hurt himself. He hurt his hand, hurt his wrist. You saw it was all taped up in the All-Star game. He played two minutes. They got the tip. They won the tip. He uh, took baseline, got a dunk, took himself off the floor, remained on the bench with his teammates, cheering them on and all of that. But uh, that injury is significant because of where they are right now in front of the 76ers. And for the people who don't know uh, his injury overall, uh, I'm just trying to pull it up so I can have the exact uh, word wordage for the injury. Uh, I'll get that. But this is a tough stretch right away, Keith. Yeah, it's a tough stretch. I mean, but it's, a, it's also a, it's going to be – I mean, we kept in, we kept talking about barometer games, barometer, barometer. Well, this one is basically going to let us know how good the Sixers are. I mean, I expect them to win Thursday night. 
I mean, I think Memphis has been struggling a little bit, trying to get their rhythm back too. Um, so I, I expect the Sixers to win that one. But, I mean, I, Boston, then two against Miami, then Milwaukee. You know what I mean? It, no, then Dallas, then Milwaukee. And then after that, um, after, well, after the first three, 12 of their next 15 are going to be on the road. It's going to be a tough stretch, man, a really tough stretch. And and we'll, we'll learn a lot about the Sixers. And the funny part is typically the teams that play well down the stretch, down after post-All-Star break, now are the ones that really do damage in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see how good they are. Um, because basically that's all it's going to be. Dude. This is a bunch of barometers for the 76ers. Yeah, number one, you, you you have to get the 50 wins, stay in the top three, ideally if you could stay in the top two because of the fact that you're going to have a matchup against Boston or Milwaukee in that second round. As we saw a couple of years ago with the Atlanta series, it didn't matter much of having the home court advantage, but it still doesn't hurt to have it. If you're going to start mm-hmm. at your at your building – and in your building in game seven, if there's a game seven, you want to be able to have that uh, in your back pocket as a possible advantage. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, a, a wrist injury that he suffered against the Chicago Bulls in that final game. And he has a ligament sprain in his wrist. They're going to double check things and, you know, go through some further testing with it. But that's real. It's not it's not nothing when it comes to that injury and that could impact certain things when it comes to the standings in the, in the Eastern conference, because of this injury, these games are very important as they get things underway. They really are, as you pointed out, barometer games against good teams in both the Western conference and the Eastern conference and starting off with Memphis who were on a bit of a struggle there at the end of the first part of the season and you know they're going to come out, Keith, and try to make sure that they get back to where they believe they belong uh, right now as far as the standings go out west because they have really been struggling, really been struggling uh, in, the, in the standings overall. Right now, when you talk about the Western Conference and where Memphis is, they are currently 41-17. and 17, So they're only a half – pardon me, that was the uh, Celtics – and the Bucks, they're currently 35 and 22, now five games back, Keith, of the Denver Nuggets, three games in front of Sacramento, four in front of the Clippers, and four and a half in front of the Phoenix Suns, who just added Kevin Durant. So they really need to step it up. They won their last game, but they've lost six of their last 10. And Memphis is not going to be an easy out because they're going to try to prove again that they are better than what their record, what things indicate. And they are 11 and 17 on the road while the Sixers protect home court at 23 and 8. This is going to be a tough one right out of the gate for the Sixers nationally televised game, too. Yeah, it will be. It's going to be a tough one, but I kind of think the Sixers will get them. I, I do. I think that the, that the energy and all that, they're going to be well rested. I think they'll get them. I, I, I honestly do. Um, I, the, other, the next two are the ones that's going to be. The next three are ones that's going to be Miami. tough for me. Yeah, yeah Boston and back to back with my well, not back and back, but oh, home and away. Yeah, with Miami is going to be tough to me. It's really going to be tough to me. Yeah, the stretch me. in general is going to be tough, and we're we're going to learn a lot about this team because a lot will be on the road, 
and we'll see where they are stacking up against these good teams uh, along the way in both conferences. When we get back, Keith, we need to talk about the big fella who a lot of people didn't want to see play in the All-Star game because he mentioned it first. And then the fact that they do have these important games and they don't want him injured anymore. Why I think people are making too much of a big deal about it. Next, right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about prize pick, right? Tonight, I'm taking Luka Donis to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant, if he was playing, I would have him have less than 6.5 assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers made, right? So when you talk about prize pick, the thing is, the goal is you pick two to six players, two or six players, and or two to six players. And if they will go score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available, right? Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy, right? So download the PrizePick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePick will give you 100 if you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Keith, Joel and B, 28 minutes played in the All-Star game on Sunday night, 32 points, very efficient from the floor. As we talked about on Monday after the game, it was just a glorified pickup game and a lot of cardio for Joel and B. I'm not complaining about that. That was nothing. He didn't get injured. He didn't overexert himself. You can clearly see he was jogging, and I thought it was fine. He mentioned it. A lot of people got it in their heads that he shouldn't play. Before that, Sixer fans were irate that he didn't make the all-star team as a starter. Then he's in there, and now people are complaining that he he played too many minutes of those 28 in the game on Sunday night. I think they're making too much of it. He said that he has been injured and playing through an injury. All right. Okay, but he was good enough to play in that game, too. I think folks are making too much of this 28 minutes play because it wasn't a real NBA 28 minutes. It was cardio, Keith, to me. Yeah, I mean, I keep going back and forth on this one. I mean, because the thing is, I didn't think he should have played anyway at all. Now, again, like you said, we talked about it before. You never know what type of parameters he was given, like, hey, or something if you don't play. League-wide. Yeah, league-wide. We don't don't know that. We don't know that. But here's the thing. You know, he was out, like you said. If it was a regular game, I I could see people being upset. But it was a defensive, defenseless game. 
And it, for him, it was more of a way, that, like you said, cardio and test out the, the foot to see how it feels in the whole nine. But, you know, I can see where people are coming from. But at the same time, like knowing that, especially seeing the game and seeing how dudes were just going co- cruising, going half speed, it, it didn't bother me at all. Didn't bother me, man. Didn't bother me. It wasn't much to it. I I, I don't get it. And, and he, he didn't do anything. He just ran up and down the floor for 28 minutes. He jogged up and down the floor. Sometimes he turned up the jets a little bit, ran up the floor, maybe contested a shot from time to time at the rim. But I think it's much of nothing. And I, a lot of it has to do with his injury history in the playoffs and how important these final 25 games are. I totally get that. I do. But it was nothing. After yeah. that, he had the rest of Sunday night off. He had all of Monday, all of Tuesday. We'll see what they do on Wednesday. And if he even practices at all, and then you know he's going to not do much except for shoot a little bit before the game on Thursday, I, I, don't, I don't think much of it in this particular case when it comes to Joel Embiid. So I think it's a lot of nothing. I'm not mad at Sixer fans. I just think it's a lot of wasted energy in talking about him not playing and all of that. I, I thought if he was going to play, he should have played 10, 15 minutes. He wanted to play in 28. And watching him play, it was fine. He got a workout in. He got a workout in. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset about it at all. So yeah. um, let, in our final segment, we need to talk about something that was brought up on a show here on my station. Anthony Gargano, you were able to join the show earlier. And he had an interesting take, Keith, uh, <laughs> about – some uh, roster, well, pardon me, some personnel rotation for Doc Rivers. Tobias Harris coming off the bench. Why I agree with you with the answer you gave Anthony, which was no thanks. We'll talk about it next right here. Locked on 76ers. And in order for Joel Embiid, his teammates to get back at it out there on the floor, you got to make sure you treat your body right. You got to eat right and even snack right. And if you're looking for a delicious treat and you don't want all the fat and the calories, well, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays a few weeks back and New Year's resolutions were made, all of that. Well, if you want to be healthy and you want to eat healthier, you don't want to compromise taste, well, we've got the right one for you, and that's trying Built. With Built is healthy, it's actually tasty. Seriously, they're delicious and they're good for you. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's why they are so good. They're coming unbelievably tasty flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. They're only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even need to wait around to get a box by ordering ordering them on Built.com. You can still do that if that works out best for you, but you can now go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to get your box of Built Bar. That's right. You can head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars, and you can pick that four-box, four-bar box up of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Folks, you will love them. And if you're closer to Sam's Club, and that's easy for you, how about you grab a 13-bar box, and that'll shorten your trip a little bit for the next time, right? With the hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. I'm telling you right now, you'll thank me later. Welcome back. 
to Locked On 76ers. He's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Gibbons. All right, Keith, we always tell people I'm from 97.5 The Fanatic. Sometimes you come on my radio show. Sometimes you'll go on some of the other shows also. And you had the uh, opportunity to go on the Anthony Gargano show on Tuesday. And I heard it. I was listening. Anthony asked you about Maxi coming off the bench, the rotation for the playoffs. And he also mentioned another name because he felt like the front court was too slow. Somebody has to come off the bench. And he threw Tobias Harris at you. What was yeah. your return answer to Anthony with Tobias no, Harris? No, I, I, I think Tobias it, it has to start. And, and um, you know, my, my, my thing is the struggles that they're having in that starting lineup has nothing to do with Tobias Harris. I know that, you know, he's been a little inconsistent late as of late. But I, I think like taking Tobias Harris off out of the starting lineup is going to be bad. Now, first of all, like my thing is where we, you know, Anthony was was talking about like the staggered thing, and I get all that. But at the same time, like he's a power forward. Like just because he's doing this doesn't mean necessarily mean they're still going to give him the ball because it's going to be either James or Maxie out there with him. Right. For the most part, um, I, I think that Tobias also like it, it seems that whenever you switch one of the bigs on to a guard, he's been defending better than than P.J. Tucker. Like P.J. has been getting torched by these guards. Tobias has been able to utilize his limp and they had a tough time getting by him. So now nah, as much as, you know, I love Anthony as my dude. But we just have to disagree on this one. Yeah, he and I even disagreed on the Maxi part. I still don't think Maxi should be coming off the bench, but no. it's not going to change uh, outside of the fact that Doc Rivers said that there are the potential of three starting lineups. We haven't seen one. No, we seen one. <laughs> we haven't even seen two. <laughs> no, we haven't seen the second one yet. Yeah, uh, Doc. I love Doc, but Doc is that's, I love Doc. Yeah. So so we'll Doc. see if, if that eventually happens, but it hasn't happened yet. And I also don't think Tobias Harris should come off the bench either. Uh, I, I get the talk about P.J. Tucker and, and all of that coming off the bench right now, but that's just not going to happen either because you know when you're a free agent, you're picked up. They bring you in for a certain reason. You're still winning games. They're not going to mm -hmm. take him off the floor either. Um, the maxi part, that's a different take because of the defense with that backcourt. So I get why they did it, although I still don't like it because I feel like he should still be in the starting unit. It's what it is at this point. So, uh, but the Tobias Harris part, no. And I understand he can get his shots with the second unit and all that. He can still do that when he's on the floor with Maxi and the other players that are on the floor with him at the same time. So I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that one. I disagree with Ant on this one where it's Tobias Harris. And again, it wasn't because of he playing poorly. It's because of the slow, slow footed, you know, front court that they have. They're not a fleet of foot. And, and, it's just not there. And I get it. I get the idea of trying to think outside of the box to help them out to speed things up, especially when you get to the next, uh, the better teams, the tougher teams, and they can't just run by you. Tobias Harris has to stay in the starting lineup. The yeah. question will be, though, at some point when you look at the Melton part, if this break doesn't help them, offensively, he's going to have to make shots again. It can't just be the defensive part that's keeping him on the floor as a starter. Because he's been getting scored on, as you mentioned. P.J. Tucker's been getting scored on. 
maybe this break will help with that, where they get back to where they were before they hit this break. They all needed the break, in my opinion. And I think that's, that's the case for all the teams in the league, but for the Sixers specifically, Melton and Harris also needed this break. It came at the right time, Keith. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Well, that'll do it for us here on this particular episode of Locked On 76ers. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. For your next, for our next episode, when you join us, we have basketball. We got action. Sixers hosting the Grizzlies tonight in South Philadelphia. So for that, make your second listen. Locked on NBA, locked on experts covering the biggest stories. Every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keep the mind letting the good folks know where they can find us. Like where, like D just said, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you get this podcast. And when you get to the YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell so you can be a new subscriber. And also you can um, get alerts whenever we uh, post a new podcast. But listen to my man D on the Divine Giving Show. Actually, it's going to be later than that, D, right? Yeah, from- 7.30 start time. And um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be from 7.30 to midnight. So, you know, listen to my man, um, uh, D. Also, also, make sure you follow him on Twitter at DivineG975. Follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. You can read my articles in Inquire.com and the Philadelphia Inquirer. All right, man. Really appreciate it, Keith, as always. Thanks, everybody, for listening and viewing. We'll talk to you and see you tomorrow. Thank you. Peace.